Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to a brand new week of sport on the Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Monday, the 15th of November. Today, an AFL player puts his money where his mouth is by leaving his money on the table over the COVID vaccine, another edition of the most iconic of Australian beach races, and an Aussie son joins his famous dad as a moto world champion. But first... Now, you all know I love to throw a bit of music into the podcast where I can. And for this first story, I'm spoiled for choice. Do I go with a bit of... Or maybe something a bit more modern, like... All I do is win, 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 no matter what... You know what? Stop it. I'm going with the classic. Yes, we are, Freddie. Maxwell looks to finish it, and he might have done it as well. Five times 50 over men's World Cup champions, a team that can never, ever be written off. And have finally got their hands on a men's T20 World Cup trophy, and it is richly deserved. Australia are the T20 World Cup champions for the first time after defeating New Zealand by eight wickets in the early hours of this morning. New Zealand posted a more than competitive 172 runs batting first with Captain Kane Williamson blasting 85 runs from 48 balls. Oh, just a change of line. Oh, big from Williamson. Monstrous. Four, four, six. Picking stock to the cleaners. Williamson equaled the record for the highest individual score in a World Cup final and set the record for the highest score by a captain in a final. So, who would stand up for the Aussies to return fire? Oh, that sounded stunning, and it's gone as long as it seemed it would when you heard the sound. 50 comes up of 34 balls, David Warner. David Warner, the man who couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat in the early stages of the tournament, provided the foundation for the Aussie run chase with 53 from 38 balls. But the man of the match in this one was pretty clear. And we need to give credit where it's due to Shane Warne, who made this strong declaration early on in the tournament. You've got to start bashing it. You just have to bash it and get into beast mode. And we've got one in Mitch Marsh. I'd say he's one of our best T20 players. I just don't understand how he can't play. Uh, so for me, he has to play and bat in the power play and take advantage of only two players out. Warney insistent that Mitch Marsh not only be picked for Australia, but come in at number three if an early wicket were to fall. And so in the final, with Captain Aaron Finch caught out in the third over, in strolled M. Marsh. What a start that is. Oh my gosh. Welcome to the final, Mitch Marsh. That might be four as well. Controlled. Very good from Marsh to start. Pulls again. That'll be four more. Take it alike into Martin Moon. Got a ball Fulton. He is just waiting for that pull. 14 runs off the first three balls and he didn't stop there. He's connected that as well as anybody in the game ever has. What a game-changing half-century this is for Mitch Marsh. Fastest 50 in a World Cup final, come of 31 balls. Beast mode was in full effect. Marsh finished with 77 from 50, guiding Australia to its first ever T20 World Cup win and delivering the perfect entree to the summer of cricket. Well done to the Aussie team. Now, put the pyjamas away and let's get ready for the main course, the Ashes. Play us out, Freddie.
Last week, the story broke that Carlton defender Liam Jones was vaccine-reluctant, and given the AFL's no-jab-no-play policy and Victoria's requirement that professional footballers be fully vaccinated in order to return to work, Jones's future in the game was up in the air. Oh, boy, oh, boy, Liam Jones, welcome back to Earth! And while we've seen some vaccine-reluctant athletes around the globe concede their beliefs and get the vaccine or sit out some games, Jones ain't playing around. Carlton's Liam Jones has become the first AFL player to retire after refusing to budge on his COVID vaccine stance. I'm a man of my word. Jones released a statement through Carlton yesterday announcing that after 161 games, he was retiring from the game for personal reasons effective immediately. And by personal reasons, it wouldn't seem too big a stretch to assume he's hanging them up because he really, really doesn't want to get vaccinated. This is a major curveball thrown Carlton's way on the eve of Michael Voss's first season in charge as coach. The Blues now have one extra spot to fill at the draft in 10 days' time, but a massive hole in defence given Jones was one of their best performers in 2022. They have recruited Lewis Young, but will need to search for extra reinforcements in defence. Channel 7's Mitch Cleary outlining the impact of Jones' retirement for his now former club, Carlton. 30-year-old Jones has walked away from the final year of his deal with the Blues leaving a reported half a million dollar salary in the process. Must be nice, must be very, very nice. Now I finally understand the phrase, keeping up with the Joneses. Today I don't feel like doing anything. While most of us probably spent yesterday doing little to no activity beyond a trip to the cafe for a coffee or a splash in the ocean in the hopes of blowing away the cobwebs from a Saturday night of frivolity, on the Gold Coast, some of Australia's greatest athletes were tackling an almighty test. The Coolangatta Gold, 41.8 kilometres of torture. A 23-kilometre ski paddle, 1-kilometre run, 3.5k swim, 6.1k board paddle, and finishing off with an 8.2-kilometre soft sand run. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating. And it gets everywhere. Well, it was a record-breaking day on the sand yesterday for the men and the women's champions. Firstly, Courtney Hancock became the first ever female to win four Cooley Golds, making up over a minute deficit in the run league to chase down Danielle McKenzie and claim the crown. They talk about in sport those moments of, um, and you don't have them often, but it's like, you know, how bad do you really want this? And I was like... Yeah, I, I really want this one. Fourth title comes a decade after her first win in the race, while in the men's event, Ali Day's domination continued. I am a golden god! Day cruised to his seventh victory in the gold, finishing over five minutes ahead of second place Corey Brown and extending his insane record of having never been beaten in any cool and gutter gold race he has entered since winning his first in 2012. He's a freak. He's a killer. He's a killer. Well done to all the athletes who competed yesterday and if you like me spent the day on the couch we need to have a good hard look at ourselves and before we finish up for your monday it would be remiss of me to point out australia actually has a new world champion who doesn't play cricket Remy Gardner now gets closer and closer and closer look at that and he's made that move great great move oh it was close but Gardner takes it 23 year old Remy Gardner son of the legendary Wayne Gardner became the Moto2 world champion yesterday after finishing 10th in the Valencia Grand Prix Wayne Gardner famously won the MotoGP championship back in 1987, becoming a legend of Australian motorsport in the process. And son Remy is fast following in his tyre tracks. I'm gonna be like you, Dad. Dad Wayne was on hand to celebrate with his son as they became just the second ever father-son world championship duo in the history of MotoGP and Moto2. 
Remy will take the step up to MotoGP next season and will no doubt be hoping to join his dad as a world champion in the Premier class sooner rather than later. And that is your Fast Fun Hit of Sport for Monday the 15th of November. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.